Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I get into Monday Night Raw from last night, especially the announcement of your Raw Women's Champion and your SmackDown Women's Champion. That's right. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair going head-to-head at Survivor Series. We get into what kind of finish can we expect in less than two weeks in that match at Survivor Series. Also, WrestleMania tickets go on sale on Friday. And could the backdrop be The Undertaker? We explain why right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Charlotte versus Becky is what I'd really love to see at WrestleMania, but that takes spots away. Uh, uh, Sasha, Bailey. I mean, if you give me Sasha versus Charlotte and Bailey versus Becky, I'm not complaining. Or any, any you know, variation of those women. So I think that's why we might be getting Bex versus Charlotte now at Survivor Series. Well, that's why I brought it up, and, I, and you asked me some questions, and I threw it back to a question with you about WrestleMania. And the reason why I did that, Bully, is because, you know, the matches that we thought we were probably going to see at WrestleMania are the matches that we're already seeing. We just, we just saw Brock and Roman at, in Saudi. And then now we're seeing Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair at Survivor Series. And I'm not complaining. I mean, Bully, that's the match that we wanted to see, right? I mean... We, we talked about striking while the iron was hot. Why wait till WrestleMania? Because, hey, everybody's talking about Charlotte and Becky now. Bully, you mentioned about the realism of it. And listen, that's what everybody's talking about. There's all these reports about Charlotte's very difficult to work with. And Charlotte, this, that, and the other thing. That bleeds in to the world of pro wrestling. And that's why we want to see that match. Plus, it makes sense because... It is brand versus brand. We're seeing Big E and and Roman Reigns, Universal Champion versus WWE Champion. So it just makes sense that we're going to see Raw Women's Champion against SmackDown Women's Champion. But but it is interesting because these are all matches because, man, when you look, and the reason I'm bringing this up, Bully, is because WrestleMania tickets go on sale on Friday. So unless there's going to be some big returns for WrestleMania, we might see some of these matches we've already seen be rematches at WrestleMania in Texas. All I know is this. you got to sell out two nights, 100,000 people. 
Vince is not going to want to go in there one night and do 80,000 people and the other night 80,000 people. He's going to want to break his own record each night. Yep. They already did they, they already did 101,000 people their first time at AT&T Stadium, Texas Stadium. He's going to want to keep that number the same or break the record even if it's by one person. I want to go back and what uh, and and kind of talk about what you said about Charlotte. And this, um, and you used the word difficult. You said reports say that Charlotte is difficult to work with. When you hear that somebody is difficult to work with in wrestling, as an Uber fan who's you know been around it for a long time, and who who now you have the, you know you have the luxury of being up close with myself and Tommy and Mark and being brought behind the curtain in the right way. Mm-hmm. When when you hear difficult, what do you? What does that mean to you? If somebody asks you, if a wrestling fan ex- ex- asks you to explain to them in layman's terms, what do you mean Charlotte Flair is difficult to work with? What would you tell them? Probably somebody that has an ego about them, probably knows uh, their worth and w- where they're headed and where they are in their stature and status. Um, and probably... You know, it's it's an interesting question because obviously it's not something about being uh, safe or unsafe in the ring. That has nothing to do with difficult. So I want to make that clear. When you're talking about difficult, it has nothing to do about health and safety in the ring. It's probably somebody with a big ego and probably understands their self-worth and understands where they need to be and the status they need to be on the roster. That's probably how I would explain it. I would I would uh, agree with everything except the ego. Now the ego can come into play at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I when I hear somebody is difficult to deal with, I immediately think of the the first thing that comes to mind is whether or not they're willing to put somebody else over. Because that's like the easiest, you know that that's. That throughout wrestling history is somebody's difficult because they quote unquote don't want to do the job, and that's absolutely ridiculous. And if you're one of those people that doesn't want to lay down for somebody else, yes, then you are extremely difficult to work with. Um, difficult to work with can also be the way you move in the ring. They're difficult to work with as if their movements are quirky in the ring. But difficult okay. to work with also comes down to something that you said knowing your worth you see the wrestling business has morphed into this weird quirky yes man yes woman territory if you don't just say yes to everything if you stand your ground and fight for you what you believe in you're deemed difficult don't you think but by that definition don't you think wrestlers like the Undertaker or Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock were difficult to work with. Well, uh, well, Bully, you just named one. Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Didn't Stone Cold Steve Austin refuse to lose to Brock Lesnar? And they they used the quote, took his ball and went home because, and Stone Cold would say, hey, I, I don't mind losing, but there has to be a bill. There has to be a story. There has to be a reason why I'm doing it. But, I'm sure at that moment in time when it happened, Stone Cold was labeled as difficult to work with. Absolutely. But is that truly difficult? 
No, it's just somebody believing in their convictions, the way their character has been portrayed. It's not always, well, this what's the office wants. You have to do it this way. Yep. There's there's talking, there's negotiating, there's there's working it out. So when I hear the term difficult, I really try to put it under a microscope and find out how is this person so difficult to work with? You know, uh, you mentioned Charlotte Flair. Um Charlotte is top of the food chain. Yeah. I mean, I, I've said it on this show. I, I And you've, you know, you've kind of given me a verbal slap to the face. But Not I because have, you said top of the food chain. It's because you no, said head and head shoulders and sh- and I was just gonna above say that. the rest. I said, and I believe, Bully, it was a, about a year and a half ago, we were having a discussion about Charlotte Flair. And I, I remember right where I was when I said head and shoulders above anybody else on the roster. Now, do I still believe that? I still believe she's still number one. There's no doubt about it. And I I actually think there is a gap between Charlotte Flair and whoever is number two. Whether you say Sasha Banks, you know, Becky Lynch, go down the... I still think, now is it maybe to the point of head and shoulders? I may not use that same verbiage. But I do believe, Bully, there is a gap between number one and number two when it comes to that women's roster of the WWE. Uh, There is. And I think Charlotte would have pulled away even more. You made the comment about Charlotte being head and shoulders above the rest about a year ago. And I said, no, I I definitely think she's number one, but not head and shoulders. Charlotte is not head and shoulders better than Sasha. Sasha is my – Charlotte might be my one – but Sasha is my 1A. And mm-hmm. what I'm talking about in-ring work rate and the ability to put on a really great match. I'll put and then I put and then it, and then I got Bailey probably at like number 2. And Becky maybe at number probably at number 3. B- Becky's work rate Definitely is going to need to improve because she's been away for a, a year. Course. You know, she had a, she had a baby. Charlotte had nobody to work up to anymore. The rest of the women had to work up to Charlotte. You get into that area where you can only get so good because the number one woman is only so good. So if you don't have anybody to make her better, she can't make anybody else better. And, and, and Bully, it's an interesting discussion because you just talked about work rate in the ring, and I agree. If you're going to say the best, to me, 1A is Charlotte and 1B is Sasha Banks. But you also have to consider other outside factors as well. You got you to gotta, you gotta talk about the perception by the fans. You got to talk about how creative uses that wrestler. You just named somebody that if you were to ask me, hell, the, the PW, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, just did their women's 150, right? Do you know who number one was? Um, I, I do, but I don't remember. Now, go ahead, Tommy. Bianca Belair. Bianca and you, Belair. All right, so Bianca Belair is number one, but you just talked about, hell, after I just watched Monday Night Raw last night, Bianca Belair has kind of been pushed to the back of the line. Would Charlotte Flair ever be pushed to the back of the line? No. Ever. Never. She, I, but we've seen her kind of be pushed to the back because of lack of quality opponents in the ring, thus having to work with 
Go ahead. What are you going to say? No, but even in that story with her with her dad and, you know, that whole pregnancy, that, that whole thing, right, where everybody was like, this is a terrible story. What are they doing? Even then, it was still one of the prominent storylines on Monday Night Raw. So even though she wasn't going after a championship title, even though she was in the ring with somebody that was nowhere near her stature and athleticism in the ring when it comes to an in-ring performer – she was still on everybody's tongue and still what everybody wanted to talk about on this show. What's the finish going to be at Survivor Series? Because I think it's a really good question. Go ahead. Now, it's a non-title match at Survivor Series, correct? Yes, Nobody, non-title. None of the women's championships are on the line. Okay, none of the so, championships are on the line at Survivor okay, Series. Okay, so there you go. So who are you picking, Becky or Charlotte? If I, if I was to pick right now, I would probably say it's going to be some kind of non-finish. Man, I hate that. I hate that. That's such a, so. So, if there's a non-finish in Becky and Charlotte, what's the finish of Big E and Roman? You got. I guess if you're not. Wow. All right. So yes, you can't get away with having two non-finishes in your in your two main events at Survivor Series. Well, <laughs> listen. Think about how they ended the match last night in the main event. They'll they'll do anything. It doesn't matter because that. That finish was flat as. Uh, all right, we, but true. But this is a ma- this is one of the big four. You, I don't think you can get away with having two not finishes. But maybe you can, and here's why: if you, if you, and Andre brought this up, our AP for today, because Gabby didn't show up for work for whatever reason. Again, again. Could you get some kind of interference from? Sasha and Bailey leading to the original four horsewomen in a fatal four way for the championship at WrestleMania. Okay, that's a broad stroke. Lay it out. Tell me how the interference happens. It's just two run ins back to back? Or it could be just one run in. It could be from a Sasha or maybe from a returning Bailey who we have not seen that they're saying is coming back from her injury. So maybe that just starts the buzz that leads. Because don't forget, you got you know almost five months until WrestleMania. That leads to a fatal four-way at WrestleMania. Would you do a Would you do a run-in from let's say Sasha? We've seen Sasha. We know Sasha's back. Sasha does the run-in at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. and. There's and there's no finish to the match. I'm just going by what you're saying, and I'm okay. trying to make sense of it. Okay. No finish to the match because Sasha beats the crap out of Becky, and she beats the crap out of Charlotte. No finish. Sh- Sasha stands tall with boats both belts over her head. We find out on social media on Monday that both Charlotte and Sasha are showing up to Monday Night Raw to confront Becky, or Becky and Charlotte are going to confront Sasha on Monday Night Raw. The three of them are in the ring. Bailey comes, the returning Bailey on Monday Night Raw slides in. Beats, I don't know, was Bailey on Raw or SmackDown? I don't even know where she is. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't even know where she was drafted. But, but whatever, so whatever. Matter. And then, the, and then she does the beat Bailey's down. on SmackDown. But here's the thing. If we set the table this quick... Right, you're gonna. That means we're we're pigeonholed. You know what do we do with the rumble? I, well, I, I I think it's too. Is it too soon to announce that 
fatal four-way that you want to get to? Or could you have Sasha interfere at Survivor Series? You don't hear from Bailey. Bailey comes back from the Rumble and wins the Rumble. Yeah, but then she's got to pick what championship she wants to go after. But then maybe that's how you set up the fatal four-way because then, you know, she says she can't make the decision and the WWE makes the decision for her. So what you... Are you saying what you'd like to see happen at WrestleMania is the four horsewomen in a fatal four-way for what championship? <sighs> Both it championships does... on the line in one match? Yes. Can okay. you have it? Fair enough. I'm, I'm just bully. I'm just thinking. That's of a lot them. of that's a lot of star power in one match, which I don't mind. It's just that there's a slew of other women there. Boxing's biggest stars are on At The Fights. WBC President Mauricio Suleiman joins us now. Mauricio, how do you feel about the current state of boxing? We're going through a golden era in boxing. To see Canelo, to see Tyson Fury, Josh Taylor, Teofimo Lopez. We have undisputed champions and women boxing is booming. Many good fights every week. We're just going through a great time in the sport. At The Fights, Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We need to see The Undertaker one last time in front of fans. 
And how good would it be in front of 100,000 fans for The Undertaker to really give his final goodbye? Just help me connect the dots again. Help my memory. When was the last time we saw The Undertaker? It was at, wasn't it at last Survivor Series at the, in the Thunderdome? I have said before on this show, I've seen everything that I need to see from The Undertaker. However, the entrance in front of 100,000 people would be really cool to see. And if I'm going to get that entrance one last time, you better go so over the top with it. It's not funny. It needs to be it needs to be the WWE's version of Roger Waters the Wall. That's how epic. Seriously, that's how epic that entrance needs to be. It needs to become the most unforgettable entrance in the history of the WWE uh, uh, and pro wrestling. And and by the way, it was last year's Survivor Series 2000. I, 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 can we take a moment, please? And again, I know I remind people of this, but I'm going to do it again. Last year's Survivor Series, The Undertaker's, you know, farewell was in front of zero fans at this time last year. And now we're going to have it at a sold out Barclays in Brooklyn. Like, let's so let's let's th- give a little thanks to the man upstairs that we have you know, this moment, because again, how unmemorable, as you said, Billy, you don't even remember it. I don't even remember. Yeah. You don't even remember it. So like he deserves better. And I get, he made his debut at survivor series. I get all that, but it's more important than his debut was the streak when it came to how many, how many farewell tours has Ozzy done? Uh, uh, At least three kiss. This is their second. Okay, so, and I'm sure there's plenty of other bands who have now Motley Crue with the whole, uh, the end tour, and we're signing contracts, and yeah. if we ever decide to go out there again, they're going to sue us for, it's all a bunch of BS. It's marketing, marketing, marketing to push a tour. So, listen, we can do, the, they can do the same thing with The Undertaker uh, coming back to Texas. It's, uh, you know, the return of the dead man, part two or three or four, it doesn't matter. If this was a regular arena and not something as grandiose and spectacular as Texas Stadium, Texas being the hometown of the dead man, I would almost love, Dave, this is just me, and we've talked about this entrance before, I would love to see both entrances. On night one, I'd love to see the return of uh, of the American Badass. Okay. And on night two, I'd love to receive the final farewell of uh, The Undertaker. Give me both. Because to me, the American badass entrance was just as cool as The Undertaker's entrance. And if that means getting Kid Rock to play, who is a WWE Hall of Famer, play it out live on the motorcycle. You know, shit. Tommy Lee comes up with all these crazy ideas for how he wants to play his drum solos. Let's come up with a crazy idea for The Undertaker. Let's make the ramp extend into Texas Stadium and around Texas Stadium so The Undertaker can drive his motorcycle around the entirety of Texas Stadium. With American flags. The the last ride. Absolutely love it. Last ride of the American badass. American flags flying. Give me that night one. Give me the dead man night two. That's cool, man. At least it's cool to me. Uh, You know what, Bully? You know what? Maybe this year you don't have, you know, especially since 
you know, it's going to be two nights, Saturday and Sunday. Maybe you don't have like the quote unquote normal Hall of Fame ceremony. You know, maybe you just have one induction into the Hall of Fame this year. And it's the Undertaker. Absolutely. And you you do it in front of the live crowd, you know, night one or night two of WrestleMania in front of 100,000 fans. I, I think the Undertaker deserves that kind of induction. So why not do it? With the way these Hall of Fame inductions have gone in the past and how they can drag on at times, I think this is a perfect year to do something different. One induction, maybe a live induction. I don't think it would be boring television at all if you were to do a uh, a segment where The Undertaker was inducted. And, and who's going to induct him? There's only one person in my eyes that can induct him. It has to be Vince. Yeah. And you and to me, that is an interesting piece of business on live pay-per-view. Vince McMahon inducting The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. I, and maybe I, and maybe night one you get the debt the, the last ride of the American badass. And on night two is when we get the induction and we get the full blown entrance. I mean to me, that's entertaining. Do, do I does does but listen? Taker deserves to give a speech, yes, and there deserves to be no time limit on that speech. But unless that speech is ultra compelling from start to finish, we could see him talking for an hour, right? Yeah, but I, but you know what, bully? I don't think fans would mind. I I I, I think. Can you put you that would... on a paper? Can you put it on a pay per view? Yes. I think okay, you can. Fair. I'm not going to say I, no. Because if there is one person, you know, like that could do it, it's The Undertaker. Because you don't really get – I know lately we have been hearing more from The Undertaker. He was on this show. He was doing interviews. But give him a microphone and let him go and share stories and be up there with Vince McMahon. Uh, I mean, uh, there's not many matches I'd rather see more than that. You know, when it comes to WrestleMania. And again, I'm not asking for The Undertaker to have one last match. I, he did, I, And I know nope. it probably hurts him that he didn't have that definitive last match. You know, that last match we got from him was the cinematic match, you know, uh, two years ago at WrestleMania in, 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 with AJ Styles. So, and I'm not even asking. There's so much you can do with The Undertaker. And you know what? I don't want the last thing is to be this Netflix movie with no no offense. A Netflix movie with the new day. That's not that's not how I want to remember The Undertaker. I don't want to remember The Undertaker at last year's Survivor Series in front of no fans. Give me the the final goodbye to The Undertaker in front of 100,000 fans at WrestleMania. That's what I want to see for the goodbye to The Undertaker. I think it satisfies him, which is a big deal, and I think it satisfies Every member of the WWE universe, Bully. If you do that, then you take away selling out a 20,000-seat American Airlines arena the night before, the Friday night before WrestleMania, and thus you've cut off your opportunity to make more money. You know what? I, I think that more people will tune into WrestleMania knowing this. I think you definitely going to bully. If you made that announcement on Thursday that at WrestleMania, Vince McMahon is inducting the undertaker. 
I'm going Friday. Tickets go on sale on Friday. I'm going out on Friday and buying tickets for WrestleMania. Bully brought up the idea about the Undertaker and Night One, the American Badass. Night Two, the Dead Man. Hell, have him inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame as part of WrestleMania weekend at WrestleMania weekend live at WrestleMania in front of a hundred thousand fans. Hell, Bully, make the whole weekend. You know, the background, The Undertaker, and the final goodbye to The Undertaker as it should be in front of fans. I'm, I'm okay with that. The backdrop of WrestleMania weekend being the final farewell to The Undertaker? Sure. I can get that. One last question for you. Just curious. We both think that Vince should induct him into the Hall of Fame? Yes. Okay. If Vince did not want to do it, Who's choice number two? Whoa, it's a good one. I think it's a pretty easy one. Really? Yeah. Think about it. Think Just think about it sheerly in a business sense. Have to sell a ticket. Who's inducting him, if not Vince? The Rock? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, you can't bring back The Rock to induct somebody and not wrestle. No, if The Rock's coming back, he's coming back to wrestle in a main event. End of story. There's only one guy. It's obvious. Come on, Dave. It's Austin. Yeah, but uh, but Austin's already going to be there. I would think. I would already think that Austin's no, going to no, be no, there. No, 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 no. He's the spokesperson right now on the com- for the commercial. But if you advertise Steve Austin to induct the the uh, the dead man, listen. We I think we'd all like to see it be Vince because we'd. I think we'll all be sold. On the emotion of Vince. Vince is going yes. to get very emotional inducting uh, The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. Just based on their first... Think about their first phone call. When Mark Calloway's phone rang at his house. And he picked up the phone and he said hello. And he heard the voice on the other line say, Is this The Undertaker? I mean, that's the first domino to fall. I'm such a fan of day ones. Remember when we had my good, close, personal friend, Lars Frodrick, on? I do remember And I asked him if he remembered day one of Rancid. Like, I remember day one of me and Devon. I'm I'm such a Motley Crue, Mark. I remember day one and the stories that were told of Motley Crue. And they tried to recreate it in the movie The Dirt. Day one of Vince and The Undertaker. Take me through that ride. And Vince tearing up? Shit. I'm I'm sold. Bully, you know what? The more we talk about it, it's, it's it, to me, it's the only answer. You could say Stone Cold. You could say there's other people you can mention. It has to be Vince McMahon. And the only person that is going to be able to sell Vince McMahon on, the, uh, uh, on doing the induction for The Undertaker is The Undertaker. Because when you get inducted into the Hall of Fame, they do ask you, who would you like to induct you? Like when they when they called me and Devon and they said, hey, we'd like to have Edge and Christian. Do you guys? It was an, it was just a yes. You know, yeah. it, was, it was a no brainer. But if 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 uh, the conversation was going on amongst creative. And uh, and Vince said, well, you know, who are we going to have induct him? And everybody's going, you, Vince. He's no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Ask Mark, see what he has to say. And Mark says, oh, well, I want the old man. Then Vince is going to do it. He's going to say gonna yes. A, it's going to be a con- yeah, it's going to be a conversation between those two. But 
Vince will also look at it from the point of view of how do I utilize Steve to his maximum potential. Now, if I have Steve as the host of WrestleMania and Vince McMahon inducting The Undertaker live on night one or night two, man, that's a shitload of firepower. But And I'll tell you what, I, 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 it's going to sound terrible saying it, the matches that you're actually going to see are just gravy. Like the meat and potatoes are going to be just what you're saying right now. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producers are Gabby Laspisa and Josh Friedman. Sound designed by Neri Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.